All right, I got it. I got it. Hold on. What do I say? Oh yeah. Um, welcome to the Dancers Paradise Podcast, oh, uh, no. DLC edition. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you want about? So bad. <laughs> what do you want about? I was gonna say let's like make some notes, things we want to like you know do here, but no, we're just getting into it. All right, uh, uh, keep, we're keep just going. getting into it. Okay, okay. You want me to start over? You want you you want to do the intros? We already talked about this. Did we? We did. You gave me shit, and so I said you can just do the intros, and then you didn't do it. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> We've been slacking, so we're oh, doing I a DLC I do edition. World yes. Without dancers, paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. You do remember? It was like a month ago yeah. when we did our last podcast. Yeah, it's been so anyway. long. has been gone. He's not here with us anymore. I know. He died. Temporarily. He's, just, he's working so much. He's not with us anymore. <laughs> like a, a terrible pogo accident. He's just gone. I can't believe you kill Stoon off like that. It was a work accident. Character had an accident had and went to back to work. <laughs> had to happen. Anyway, we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about video games today because we all do that. And uh, we're joined by Kyler. And uh, we got a special guest, Old Head Strider, with us today because we're talking Tales of Arise. But before we get into the action JRPG full of slavery <laughs> and racism, um, I guess there's been some updates on Blizzard. What were you saying about Blizzard? So uh, apparently they announced like... Uh like a, a wow classic classic kind of thing where they're going to do what do they call it? like master season they're basically doing like a whole another reset of of world of warcraft again so and they're updating a bunch of stuff to make it a somewhat new experience and i've already seen like asmongold kind of tear it apart a little bit basically comparing it to other seasonal types of games like path of exile how it's nothing like Path of Exile, where every new season's it's basically a different game. For a while, it's you're just playing the same game and you have a little like a few tweaks here and there. And it feels like, you know, they're trying to do whatever they can to latch on to <laughs> whatever they got left, because recently their news has just been very negative in in just about every aspect. I can't think of a single Blizzard thing that's doing good. I know my boy's been trying to get me to play the Diablo 2 remake, and as much as I want to, with everything Blizzard has done, I just, I can't. I can't. The company is such a shit show. Yeah. And if it was just, like, uh, poor development or poor, you know, um, they're just taking care of their games wrong it's whatever that's just company stuff but the the stuff they're doing to their employees and whatnot and the lawsuits they're going through are kind of making me have no interest in blizzard ever again until they completely overhaul their company yeah and releasing wow classic again does not seem like a step in the right direction <laughs> well, <laughs> like, be real. Know, what do they do at this point because they they've tried to make some hype with overwatch 2 with the uh the league finale, which went, it see the general consensus to that seems to be pretty negative. So that was a bust. What what happened there? Well, essentially, like even the pros, they like super has been very vocal about it. How he's very underwhelmed by what they played, um, and also just some of the other um, 
aspects about the game that wasn't shared at the time. These oh, you mean said, of Overwatch 2? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about the League. Yes. Final. Okay. Yeah, so af- after all that, it, it tended to be pretty negative showing of Overwatch 2. So that was a bust. Heroes of the Storm has not been touched. Hearthstone <laughs> is pretty much their only okay game that still you know, has not had anything bad done to it. While I, it, they're I trying to, differ, to but... do whatever they can to hold on to as many subscribers as possible. But Would st- they drop down from to they drop down? They were like, uh, am I wrong? Like 40 million at the peak or something? Something ridiculous. I honestly don't remember the numbers at this point, but I do remember that they are back to where they were before Overwatch released. They basically Ooh. undid like, what, five years of progress? <laughs> In see a, body a whole bunch year. of YouTube videos on the rise and fall of Blizzard. It, it's pretty nuts. It, it's honestly crazy. Um, and I, I've stopped playing Overwatch and a lot of the other the other games just because a combination of just what the company's been accused of, what they've been doing about those accusations, and then also just the way that they've been treating their games. Just all of that just made me not want to play anymore of their. It games. seems like they're kind of floundering. Um, another streamer hit me up. They saw how many hours I had on Overwatch, and I was like, "That's not even half of it." <laughs> and I was like, "Man, I used to, I have like three thousand hours across multiple platforms and accounts in Overwatch, and I can't believe I haven't touched it in months. Like, it's yeah, same. It it sucks because yeah, Overwatch for me was pro- is the game that I've put more time and effort into than probably any other game besides Tales. Like, as a franchise. Oh, as a franchise, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it just sucks that I don't want to play the game anymore. And I remember, like, I had to uninstall not only Overwatch, I had to uninstall Battle.net entirely just to make sure I didn't try to play the game because I was that addicted to it. Even after Dang. I kept telling myself, like, I got to stop playing it. And it reminded me of what Dang. someone said. I'm not going to name any names. Um... But when who Fliz was talking about, I was trying to get him to play Diablo. And we said, oh, the reason we're not playing them is because, you know, all the stuff that they've been accused of and all this other junk. And they said, I don't think I could even stop myself from playing a game because of that. And that that's not a hit on anyone. It's just I think that's a very, uh, very popular stance that a lot of people have. I don't think many people could, even if they knew about this stuff, which a lot of people don't could stop themselves from playing games despite knowing what's going on in the background. No, I mean, they're made to be addictive. And on top yeah. of that, I was thinking, like, what if you play Overwatch League, right? And you hear about, like, what if you're a professional Overwatch player and you hear about all this horrible shit that's been happening? I mean, if, if none of you heard the news, I think, uh, among other things, the worst of it was some young lady committed suicide because she was treated so poorly uh, at the company due to workplace culture being yep. Yep. extremely messed uh chauvinistic i guess something along those lines yeah i believe it was Very during a house. business meeting too um or business oh trip. no shit it was very like um <clears throat> boys club i guess right something like that yeah it, it's pretty bad there's a lot of messed up stuff you can find there, there's honestly so much of it i don't want to go too it just keeps coming out so much there's you will find hours and hours of people talking about so many things there's so many lawsuits going on and it's just crazy. Um, it, it's kind of funky hearing all this stuff. And then you go on to like 
you know, Twitch and seeing people just playing the game or seeing content creators talk about it. And then their next video that 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 just never happened. Let's get back to the game. You know, people just it's ignore a trip. it. I, I go on Reddit sometimes the Overwatch. <laughs> um, actually, I don't go there. It pops up in my feed because I forgot to unsubscribe since I don't play anymore. But like, I'll just see people posting clips and having a fun time. And I'm like, <laughs> don't you know what's happening anyway yeah it's just kind of crazy that people will acknowledge this is happening talk about how awful it is and then just their next video is how they want to play overwatch 2 so badly (laughs) dude i i legit like had to i went on just to see how much it was and had to like stop myself from buying diablo 2 and being like nope don't do it don't i know you want to i know you're looking for that kind of game exactly where you can just sit down put on a youtube video and just jam hours into yeah and uh Sorry, that Lost Ark is coming out. You can play that. I don't is even that know what that is. MMO? Um, it, it's basically like Diablo. It's it's an oh. ARPG MMO. I I keep hearing all these things about New World, and I just can't get any any minute <laughs> oh, speck of hear, excitement. Apparently, it's bricking like uh, the RTX 30 series. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> shit. Yeah, like people are losing their 3090s to that game. How many is it's it like forty dollars? Oh, I don't even know. Because I remember at first they thought it was a specific uh, manufacturer or brand, but apparently it's just all of them. It's just hurting like all of them. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, wow. But yeah, yeah buy, I, buy New World. So good. No, don't buy New World. <laughs> I mean, the positive, the main positives I heard is that it's $40, it plays okay, and there's no subscription fee. And that was almost enough to get me online because like we played Final Fantasy fourteen, which has that update coming out, and that's got a <clears throat> monthly subscription. Uh, and I hate paying that, but it is what it is with any big MMO. True. But for and, me, and so like with, with how the game market's just been, that's just a huge warning sign that Amazon's going to get its money and, yeah, you know, give it, yeah. give it a year and you're going to see how they're going to get their money. <laughs> I it's yeah, I just couldn't. And I mean, I guess they're already selling cosmetics. I mean, who isn't, but yeah, you can buy cosmetics in a game that's breaking <laughs> graphics cards and, and, if you could even get in. If you can even get in, because the servers are not prepared to handle people at all. Small yeah, that surprised me with with a company like Amazon not being able to to handle um, a launch date. But the amount of people playing is also, excuse me, is also pretty absurd. I mean, didn't Amazon already have a failed game they tried to put they've, out? They've they tried did. to get into gaming for a few years at this point. Yep. And but they, they Twitch, none of the stuff they, they can't put figure out it out. What was the last one? It was like oh, um, wasn't did they make was it like Anthem Rocket Arena game or whatever it is? Or my th- is uh Miss ID that N- no I, I don't know I'm thinking it of was a bigger that one game. like uh, hero shooter slash battle royale that they made, um, and it turned out to be pretty. It was it, it, I guess it was so bad that they released the game and then they unreleased the game to put it back in beta. And I honestly don't even know where it is at this point because I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I. I they breakaway. I, I, I Does that sound familiar? <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, as you can tell, we have no idea what it is. So. Yeah, I was it really stuck around. The the thing is, when you have like companies like Google and Amazon are trying to get into the gaming market, it's not a market that you can just pour money into and expect to do well like a lot of other things 
And I think they learned that the hard way because like, you know, Stadia was an absolute failure <laughs> and they put so much money into that and they tried to do like all this marketing, but none of it made any sense from like a gamer's point of view on why you no. would even use it. It's like, is it, wasn't it um, always like you had to, you were live streaming the game itself yeah. while you were playing it, which makes no sense for a multiplayer game. I can't imagine having a good time, like <laughs> playing, what, what do you, what is it? Remote play on steam yeah. and like trying to play call of duty or something. That sounds like, like a, a fucking nightmare. Ping and that's your best. <laughs> like that's all you get. Uh, if your it. thing no, just doesn't explode. Awful. Yeah. But they also have just, overheating issues. Um, oh, man, I think I it's just know about the, that. the performance itself was pretty lackluster. Um, from what I yeah. understand, but, and you also Everybody need a really high up. internet connection just to do that. Oh yeah. You know, you're streaming Absolutely. like a 4k game <laughs> in real time. <laughs> like it is, it is not something for very many people and for the yeah. people that could use it. Like they, at that point they're in a, in a financial situation where yeah. they don't need it. Like why would it's, you? Use yeah, that's it? such a weird. Now that you bring that up, it's so weird. Like we have this thing for the average person, even though average people can't <laughs> use it. <laughs> like, what, okay. are you, what are you going to use it for? Whose phone can like stream a 4K game and, and like have their controller hooked up to their phone or something? Like, it, it, it's and then you got to pay for the service of Stadia, right? But you yeah. also have to buy the games for Stadia. So you lose those games if you stop paying for Stadia. Jesus. <laughs> Where if you do what uh, Xbox is doing, they're just tying it with their Game Pass and you get the same service that performs better and you get an entire library of games. It's just a, they, they just did it better because, you know, they actually know what they're doing. My Game Pass, yeah, I, I I was recently talked in probably by you guys and others to get back into it. And the library on there is I'm I'm just gonna advertise for Microsoft because they really need it. They're kinda they're kinda slacking. <laughs> Game Pass is pretty dope. There's lots of shit on there. And I think of all the games I bought on Steam and haven't even touched. And like, all right, maybe it's time to just rent games. And I've just been bitching like the last couple of streams. Like I miss Blockbuster where you could go rent a game for five bucks and keep that out for a week and then give it back and not owe 55 more dollars like you do now. Like every, uh, it, the shit show of purchasing a brand new game right now is, you know, maybe if you're just like the average gamer, it doesn't, it doesn't seem really uh like a big deal. But if you're like a streamer or you're on Twitch a lot, you see games come and go within yeah. days and to Easily. spend a full price on a game. And watch it just be garbage because nobody releases games at work anymore. Right off the bat, the servers suck. The game sucks. It bricks your PC as we're seeing like nothing is just out. Everybody's trying to hit these deadlines that just make for terrible games and terrible companies. And I don't understand why they're doing it. It's probably why Nintendo's always been the way they are. They seem to just be very steady with from, what they're doing from what it feels like a lot of it is at least for AAA development me and jay were actually just talking about this um previously before this um so much of it has just gone into uh making sure graphics are as best as possible and and just <laughs> tying that to your selling point I, I remember what was it um uh fuck what's that game where the dicks were hanging out of the pants but they were like it's got ray tracing <laughs> or, no not <laughs> general jousting it's the one where it have it, it you can make your character 
and it was in the future and like cyberpunk? one of the glitches cyberpunk yeah and there were glitches where the dude you because you could apparently change i never played it but i guess you could change the size of your dick and there were characters who would just like have a glitch where the dick would just be hanging out no way the really? for the whole game yeah yeah, oh and they're God. still and the, and their big advertising point was like it's got ray tracing. Meanwhile, your car is glitching through the ground and characters are flying into midair for no reason and the game's like hard killing itself on saves and it's just a mess. Nobody could even play the game because of the graphical requirements. It could not be streamed. It was so shitty. Yeah. And, yeah. and it that came and it went. If you watch like any any trailers for these larger games, you don't get gameplay trailers anymore. No, like and everything you see has all been, you know, pre-rendered cinematic cutscenes. If you look at um, oh, what was a shitty game EA came out with that they that they dropped um, where you're Iron Man. Do you know what I'm talking about? Stray? Oh, Marvel fucking. No, not know, the Marvel game, that... game. The the one where you're basically Iron Man. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to look. I can only now. think of that other failed Marvel game that everybody was so hyped for until they realized there was nothing going on after the first hour or so. What um, was that Anthem. one? Marvel Heroes. That, that's what it Anthem. is. Anthem. Oh yeah, Anthem. Yeah, you look at uh, Anthem. The entire trailer for that was completely fake. It was just an entire cutscene that they made, and they didn't even have a game idea out yet. Like. <laughs> And now look at Anthem. It's pulling yeah. mad zero viewers. <laughs> oh, and it got it made a lot of a lot of people bought the game though. A lot of people oh, were yeah. buying it. A lot of people were playing it, and it just turned out to be pretty lackluster. I heard it's mo- it was well, mostly the end game. The actual game wasn't too bad, but the end game was just not there, along with all the actual like technical problems. What was that seems to be a lot of it. What was the recent ish? Uh game that was along the lines of anthem which i can't even oh i know what you're thinking of um, um I, I was watching people play it outriders yep, yep. And, yeah and like everybody was saying it's okay and then i never saw or heard anything about it yeah, ever like again. it dropped off the face of the earth a lot of these games i figure i kind of understand what happened to them because i realized i haven't heard anything about this game in four months <laughs> yeah because they just release them they make it look really pretty and then they just drop them and you never hear even, from them again because they've made their money. Even games I love, like I loved Valheim, which was the uh, the Viking um, Minecraft, I guess. I don't know, Viking survival game. And I loved it. But once you hit a certain point, there was no more game and I haven't touched it since. Valheim, I don't mind because they told you up front that it's not done. And it's early That's true. access. It was, it was, okay, you're right. They, they were, they, and it was only what, 20 bucks. Yeah. And you know, it's not a triple A developer saying, here's the new hot shit and it won't yeah. work at all. These are like the whole package. Here you go. And it's total shit. Uh, Fallout 76 is probably the, the greatest or the most pinnacle. egregious. Is it either that or uh, No Man's Sky. Those two are in the same boat. No Man's Sky as well. Yeah, was was would, really bad. I would also but throw at s- least also throw cyberpunk into that uh, hat because there is a whole massive scandal where they were telling people like oh we got it to run on previous gen hardware surprisingly well yeah (laughs) and game could not run on ps4s or xboxes and they ended up like telling people oh if you don't like it just get a refund with sony and that ended up with costing them getting boot uh cyberpunk got taken off for like i think a month and a half or so because of them violating us because they basically went around sony and told people just 
ask refunding for from Sony, but Sony doesn't allow that, so they ended up like no. taking off their uh, online market. Yeah, yeah, you know it's bad when Sony literally says you cannot sell this game anymore. And they sell Life of Black Tiger on their store. Yeah, like, that's... like that is so <laughs> rare for them to do. I, I don't even think I've ever heard of them doing that before, where they literally said, we're not selling this on the PlayStation 4 because it's just not going to fucking work. I, I can't believe the lies that companies get away with. It's kind of it's kind of gross. Support your local indie games because, man, AAA developers are horseshit at this point, except for like Nintendo. That's pretty much it. Honestly, Nintendo's indie been games the same been forever. Where it's at. That's been most popular stuff, really. Well, they really have. Because, I mean, the gaming industry is bigger than it's ever been right now. And uh, the amount of content out there that you can get for 10, 15 bucks is, is oftentimes so much better than you'll get for a full priced AAA game. I mean, I guess you can really want the newest Call of Duty or. You know, Battlefield 2042 looks okay, but even then, um, I don't know. It's the same stuff. Yeah, where's, it's where's my gameplay trailer? All I saw was some dude jumping out of a jet and firing a... It, it was a good trailer, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was a cool trailer. They, they, at least, but... they at least were meta about it, so good for them. That was pretty cool. I bet that guy was so stoked when he saw that trailer. <laughs> I, You uh, know, they actually... I don't know who actually came up with that trick. I've seen tons of fake videos claiming that this is the person, but none of them are true. It's um, uh, It originally came from Battlefield 1942. I believe it was the, uh, there's two, there's the Rendezook, which I think is the more famous one, but there was an original one by Zook, I think. And he's the one who popularized it. That sounds familiar. Yeah, and I don't think he has, like, a persona online that you can actually watch his reaction to, that I know of. I'll find it someday. I'll find it. But that brings us to Tales of Arise, which actually kind of reflects some of the, the issues that we talked about, too. But let's so Tales of Arise is a 2021 action. What'd you call it? A JRPG. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and the main selling point to these games in my I don't I don't have the experience that these fellas have, but these games have always been super fun to me because of the battle system, which isn't just turn based. You actually move your characters and do it. You do combos and whatnot. It's it's very like uh I don't know, responsive. It's it's it's, it's very direct uh, in the it's moment. Not yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, one of the it things is. for Tales, which is the like kind of the name of the franchise, because you have Tales of the Abyss, Tales of Symphonia. It's been going on for a long, long time. And Tales of Arise, just the latest in this series. Um, they're really known for uh, the, the combat system that they have and also the thematic stories that they have as well. Uh, it's pretty much th- throughout all of their games. You have very theme-based stories that go on for uh, pretty much every single game. And for Tales of Arise, which is like the first game where the, the title actually feels like it makes sense. <laughs> well, maybe it? Tales of Explain it to too. me. Explain Arise to me. Um, the, the idea is in the game, a lot of the characters are, are all slaves and they're kind of, you know, they're arising up against their, uh, their oppressors. Which kind of kind of makes sense. It's a lot better than Tales of Zestiria, which is just a 
Tales of zestiness. <laughs> it's no, it's, it's about zest. zest. The zest of it? life. <laughs> yes. Like rabbits. <laughs> I don't even know. It's it's not something that you'd get from playing the game and seeing the title and go, oh yeah, that makes sense. Uh Bursteria, I guess, is a bit more you can make a bit more sense out of that. What is Berserk. that one? I guess. Yeah, because Velvet's kind of okay. nuts. But but what about Tales of Zillia? I have no idea. No idea, honestly. <laughs> that one I've lost. Yeah. What about Symclonia? What about... No, Tales of Rise is... <laughs> Explain all these titles to me right now in extensive detail. Uh... <laughs> but, like, w- would you guys recommend this game? I guess we'll start off with that right off the bat. Uh, I... If you are looking for, like, a really traditional RPG that doesn't have, like, gimmicky shit... Like, the story is very... Um, it's, it's okay. It's not bad. It's not a bad story by any fashion. The game, the, the combat mechanics are really fun. Um, the, everything moves pretty quickly. There's not a lot of farming. There's not a lot of like bland shit. Uh, you know, the enemies are kind of repetitive, but like it kept me interested throughout and it really brought me back to like playing older RPGs where you kind of just had this fantastical story and you just made your way through it and there wasn't any weird fucking gimmicks like you'd see in any new rpg like octopath traveler or any of that shit like that it's just it's just an rpg that has a good combat system so yeah i mean if that's what you're looking for this is this is that yeah i, w- I would agree um the strengths for the game seem to be the combat is honestly addictingly fun it is really good um and the story is okay i think it's it's not as good as a lot of the other tales games and it's probably not as good as a lot of the other JRPGs, but for this style of JRPG where it's kind of that that open-ended combat is definitely a lot better than some of the others out there, like um, uh, Nexus, I, th- I think it was called. Oh, I already forget it. Scarlet forget Nexus. It was called. <laughs> uh, Scarlet Nexus. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, it's it definitely holds up, hold, holds its own. But it's not as good as previous entries to the series. I will say, because the combat system is so good, and because just the way that the pacing of the story is really fast, you can kind of just go through the game without having to really, you know, work very hard and stay engaged. Or to stay engaged, excuse me. There wasn't like a ton of like digging through my inventory and trying to figure stuff out and optimizing things like that wasn't a huge part of the game. You kind of just play it and it uh, doesn't hold your hand per se, but it, it, you don't, you don't have to know everything about what you're doing to make it through the game. Like you can just have a good time with it. Yeah. The most Uh, you'll do is customize your, your attacks because you do get different uh, attacks and abilities that you chain together, uh, both on the ground and your aerial attacks. That's, pretty much the most you'll meddle with all the equipment's really straightforward. Like this is just clearly better than this and all the items like they're, they're very sequential and how, uh, how much better each one is than the other. It's It's, it's it's very very basic in that sense. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, how would you think about this one? In my opinion, the greatest strengths I think the game has are its main character or the party that you end up playing with the combat as was previously stated. Though, I think some of the shortcomings that it has are, I don't remember, the music fit, but I don't remember it too well. 
the enemy variety was forgettable. Because you don't want to fight Big Gorilla Man again <laughs> Which for the one? thousandth time. Uh, the one that is hard and moves fast <laughs> and kills you in one hit. How about that one? <laughs> that's a lot of. It's a lot of them. Uh, and honestly, one of my biggest complaints about it is the villains. It doesn't have very strong villains. They're pretty forgettable. So, so let's talk about the characters a little bit. You start out with the. Uh... Your main character, Alfin, who is uh, every protagonist, kind of. I mean, you may disagree with me, but I was kind of like, whatever with him. He's got his 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 friend, Shio. (laughs) (laughs) Who's, uh, you know, there's so many, like, I don't even know how deep I want to get into it. No, Um, you're good. Uh, So a lot of the characters are pretty, they're pretty, they're your cliche anime protagonist characters they all have like some tragic backstories to them Uh, they're not really that unique or standout ish in the grand scheme of things um really what makes them stand out and why they're so good is the actual character development that happens through the story because this is one of those where a lot of the party members starting out because of the dynamic of um like what's actually happening in the world with uh the one of the races the renans uh, enslaving the other race, the Danans. Your party is a mix of Renans and Danans, and there's a lot of uh, infighting that happens. So what you actually see as you go through the story is you get a lot of character development of these people getting closer together and overcoming those problems and kind of working through it. It has I'm surprised some we didn't mention because it. you will see them argue the same points over and over and over again to the point where sometimes it can, it can be a little much, but it it is really well done. How the party goes from one that can barely like that, that only work together to achieve a goal to one that actually do want to help each other. And it's done very well. Yeah, there is. If you're, I, if I know some people who are super into characters uh, for their games rather you know uh, above almost anything else and this might be the kind of game for them because there is a lot of character interaction uh, like you said sometimes to a a frustrating degree but for the <laughs> most part uh, there, there's some good stuff in there I, I'm surprised we didn't mention it when we were talking about things that the game has plus because it's like 40% of the game is watching the characters talk to each other about absolutely everything oh yeah and uh it's it's like i said it's a positive and a negative at times but mostly it's a good thing um you do kind of get to know your characters and they grow on you even if you didn't really like them at first and some you do like at first and they they show themselves to be the kind of thing you don't want to spend your time around and uh, i mean that whether you like it or not that's development so you know good on them they did a good job with that yeah honestly it's, it's kind of a staple of just the series in general um because the skits that you go through where you kind of they're kind of just little moments where you're hearing the characters kind of interact with each other in various situations have always been around in Tales. They, they've been there for years. So the, the thing about the skits in this game, though, is that they're not as personable because what they tend to be is they're kind of just reiterating a lot of what you see in the main game. Like you, you will watch a cutscene that just happened in the main game and then you'll see like four skits talking about what just happened in that main scene. And they're, they're just talking about the same things over and over, which is kind of a 
uh, something that you don't want to see because you just end up getting bored with the skits after a while. Um, where in some previous games, they went into things that were not covered in those main cutscenes to actually make them matter more. So that that is one thing about it. They talk a lot about food, like a fucking lot of the conversation yeah. is about food to the point where I'm like sitting there by myself going, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's just, that's just me in general with games, but um, I don't know. I kept coming back for the combat and to finish the story, which um it, it is really like oh, when they get to the end of the story, I, I will say spoilers, even if I don't spoil anything, but spoilers in case you're going to pick this up. Um, they get to the end and it's like exactly where I expected to go. And I kind of couldn't believe they took it there. <laughs> like I was like, no way did you just pull that shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, they did. It, it really does. Um, d- who, who wants to kind of go through the, the story? Anyone or do you want me to? <laughs> Um, go for it. I'm all ears. All right. So, so the main idea is you, the, your main character, Alfin is one of the enslaved Danans and he's basically trying to free his race and his planet, um, by going, traveling around the world and defeating the, the Lords. Defeating, no, murdering all of these Lords. Yeah. I want to reiterate because there's a lot of scenes where they're kind of conflicted about what they're doing. At interesting times when literally your quest has been to go around murdering all these people. Yeah. So, so they're going around killing the Renan Lords who basically rule over like the different elemental areas. Um, and as it goes on, you, you start to see some of the problems in the fact that the, the game is very fast. The areas are pretty small as well. So you will fly through these areas pretty quickly and because you're you're literally killing the lords pretty much as soon as you meet them, um, th- there's not really a like an enemy, like a main staple villain as you're going through. You're kind of just like beating down anything that you meet for a while. There's um, no returning villains at all. Yeah, until, that like, is until you end. meet a particular one who's uh, Volran or Volron. And he is one of the only like mainstay villains that you'll actually meet. Uh, because he's just really strong. Um, and the problem with Volron is you don't really know anything about him. And besides him being really strong, he's kind of boring. I don't know if you guys I agree feel with like, that. I, I feel like he would have been much... I think they should have kept him in the game from the beginning. Like, you should have had... Maybe that was the Lord that Alfin served under some crazy shit, you know, something, something where he's just been in the story because he doesn't show up till like the last third of the game. Um, that being said, he did have my favorite scene because he literally goes and beats the shit out of a character I didn't like who was in my part <laughs> and I was cheering the whole time. He doesn't just give her a slap. He fucking, <laughs> he ruins her life. He puts her in the hospital type shit. Um, yeah. But as far as like being a deep villain, nah, he ain't it. He's you know, there's nothing to him. He's like, he's like a a, a much worse Sephiroth. <laughs> yeah, if that's, if that's like, a thing. like he feels like he's supposed to be in that role, but there's not enough to him for him to be like satisfying in that role. He's just kind of well, like, like the problem is 
as you're going through and defeating the lords, like I said, pretty much as soon as you meet them, you beat them. Volrun's the one exception where when you do fight him, you are you do lose, but you beat him the next time you meet him, right? And then you keep beating him every time you meet him after that. So by the end of the game where you fight him for like a final time, you've already kicked his ass about two times by now. And it, <laughs> it, it, it's not really that uh, like, oh shit, I got to fight Volrin. You kind of, you know, if that makes sense from a story standpoint. Um, yeah. And not only that, but he didn't really do anything that directly. I mean, he, you, you guys can, I'm sure you guys know something I don't, but like, it didn't feel like he did anything that really affected the party in a personal way. Maybe at the very end, he kind of indirectly did something, but like he didn't kill off one of your characters or, you know, kill the family of your characters or destroy their homeland or something. He just killed some innocent, some other people you didn't even know and kind of wants the same thing you do. And then he's also not even the main villain at the end. So I, I don't know. It kind of bugged me, but yeah, you know, I like the look of him. He's he, kind of cool. He honestly <laughs> reminds me of Gaius from Tales of Zillia one. Uh, honestly, the, the, the actual pacing for the end of the game reminds me so much of Tales of Zillia. Um, but Gaius was someone who was way more fleshed out because he had a backstory. He had a team of people that you had to fight and kill and you saw him react to them failing and you got to fight him at the end when he's this really strong and you had this battle of ideals between your what you're trying to do and what Gaius is trying to do. You're both sort of in the right, but not quite exactly the same. It, it, it's it's done much better compared to what Volrin is, where he's just kind of a psycho. <laughs> you just kind of yeah. kick his teeth in. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, he wasn't. My, I mean, but he was stronger than any other villain in the game, sadly. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, but then again, like the story was kind of second. I really just enjoyed the combat more than anything. Like yeah. that's where I had the most fun with the game. Yeah. The, the um, combat's what's going to keep you in it compared comparatively to the story. Um, some of the things that I guess it does well is. Um, I was thinking just like boss fight wise well I'll, I'll say new i won't say well is mystic arts in this game are a lot different than what they what they used to be where before they used to act just like yours which is basically this large finishing attack that you could do that just did tons of damage and before enemies had these two and they could use them against you and it would you know it would just do tons of damage to one of your teammates in this game it's different where enemy mystic arts are more like environmental hazards than anything else it's more like a dps check in the middle of a fight for some of them yeah like if you uh if you do the second or excuse me the yeah the second lords his is like a dps check where you have to uh, attack his clones to weaken the power of the spell they're, they're pretty interesting but they end up being not as threatening because for a lot of them i mean you just walk you just move out of the way <laughs> you know that's that's a big thing i noticed later on in the game which is like half of the shit you can just roll out of the way of con like if you just constantly roll you're you're almost never gonna get hit and then you just you know spam items and whatnot and it it isn't the greatest but it works for the most part yeah um, i mean they do look fantastic honestly they, everything they look looks really great good. yeah 
Yeah. Um, and like I was saying, Tales of Arise, eventually it comes to this point where the game looks so well, well done. It, it looks the best out of any Tales game by far. And you can kind of feel that they had to sacrifice a lot of things to make it look so good. Well, like what? So, like I was saying, how the the areas are very, very small, right? Yeah, that's true. Which is very uncommon for a lot of Tales games. Usually they're actually pretty large. There's a lot of things you got to go through, a lot of areas to go through. Um, But with this game, I mean, like one of the end dungeons, like the second half is just the first half, but flipped around. You know, well, that's just like a Capcom style. I know it's not a Capcom game, but, you know, <laughs> like do all the bosses again. <laughs> well, no, like it, it's it's physically all the hallways are exactly the same, but you're just going the other direction. Oh, remember realize that? Yeah. OK. OK. That makes sense. As, as just an example. And all the areas are, are pretty. It's very know, linear. You just yeah, they're linear. You just go this way and you'll make it. it it's. It's very strange. It's very strange having a Tales game like this where there's not really much exploring to do. It was nice for me personally because uh, I think I've like if not. I was going to say evolved like I'm some kind of fucking professional. No, I've kind of just exploring in games has kind of been rough for me. The older I get, like I don't have the patience for it like I used to. And so to play a game that's just like, go here, do this. I'm like, all right, cool. I just get to play the game. I don't have to worry that I missed some item or forgot something in a place I never even saw. Like you just go and do the stuff and it works. And I was, I was okay with that. Honestly, I, I, you know, for the casual gamer, I think that would work out better. Oh yeah. That's why I'm not saying it's a negative. It's just very strange. Um, but one of the things too is not only there are the areas small, the enemies as well, like Sherry was saying was, they're, they're a lot of reskins. They're, they're yeah. not different. They're just a different color. And they they move and fight exactly the same as the enemies from the very beginning of the game. Well, and especially towards the end, you literally are just fighting dogs and gorillas over and over and over again. Yeah. And I couldn't even tell you what was different from one to the next, except sometimes they hit me a little harder or I couldn't hurt them as much. That was pretty much the end of that. Yeah, and then like there's a very clear lack of uh, of elemental weaknesses and strengths yeah, or anything like that. None like of it, that. it didn't really matter. It felt like no, as long as you weren't getting hit and hitting them back, eventually you would win. Yeah, we're in um, in previous game like Tales of Zillia two. Um, you needed to hit weak points or you would just fail. It, it was I, I was kind of surprised. Like any RPG, you want to use fire against ice. In this game, they're like, yeah, whatever, do whatever you want. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Just hit yeah. them with the stick. <laughs> it, it's very strange. It, it's something that I feel like they they had to give up and just uh just say this is how it is, and they had to move on. Because it, it, I, I'm really trying to sell how graphically well done this game is compared to every other game in the series. It is a stark difference. No other game is even similar in quality to this. A part um, of and it, a part of the reason that it's you know graphically impressive is they've been using an in-house engine since Tales of Symphonia, I believe, which is back in two thousand and like three. So <laughs> since 2003, uh, two thousand and three, they've been using the same engine. This is the first game 
that isn't using that engine. They they used Unreal Engine 4 for it. And honestly, you can definitely tell because their old engine in the later releases were definitely, you could feel how dated that engine was. Oh, yeah. We went back and watched some of the older stuff. Like, I wanted to see some of the Mystic Arts from the older games, and there is a stark-ass difference. Like, yeah. this game is it's gorgeous. It really is. When it wants to be, like, for the Mystic Arts and, you know, when you're doing the combat, like, you'd think with all the shit going on, um, you you kind of just feel like you're mashing buttons and whatnot, but it never really felt like that. Like, everything felt impactful, and it looked good, and you could see what you were doing, and you know, if you weren't in the right position, this thing wouldn't work right. And, you know, it was it was very intuitive. And, and I, they did a good job with the the graphics and the controls to those graphics. Like it, it's it plays really, really well. It does. And um, one of the things that they did to help that is they they limited the amount of arts you could use because in previous games, um, hell, even Tales of Zillia 2, the amount of actual arts and abilities that you get that you can use at once is is absurd compared to what you can do in tales of arise like i think you get six on the ground and six in the air in tales of arise in tales of zillia 2 like luger your main character had how many how many abilities could he have he had eight but he had three different movesets because he had dual swords hammer and gun and each of them could each have their own eight arts of blood and you could swap between them in combo. So you essentially were using three movesets and 24 <laughs> arts for one character. Dante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was absurd. You could do some crazy stuff. And one of the reasons why you need to do that for Tales of Zillia 2 was so you could be prepared for pretty much any type of elemental weakness that you needed to use, right? Because it's so important in that game. In Arise, it really isn't. So the, the main focus for Arise is making sure that you can keep up and land the combo not really what elements you're using so you don't need as many arts it, it helps keep it really simple and make sure that you're actually you know not raising the the skill ceiling or skill floor too high for too many people it, it makes the game much more open for a lot more people yeah the combo system like now that i'm thinking about it, it was a lot like uh juggle is it's kind of devil may cry where you're just trying to keep the combo up and juggling and dodging at the right time and that's that's pretty much all there is to it i mean i mean there's spells and stuff but the character you use through the whole game doesn't do a single spell no he can't even heal himself and he's got moves that hurt himself it's kind of a pain in the ass you have to rely on these characters and the ai sometimes yeah. decides to do whatever i've i i watched one of our characters uh Do-Lim. <laughs> i watched that boy dive headfirst into a death trap so many times and i was getting mad i'm like you stupid fucker how many times have i made it so you're supposed to stay away from the enemy resume you're our healer you bitch and he's like nah super spinny move into death let's go <laughs> The problem is the AI is going to do one of two things. It's not going to get touched for 30 seconds or it's going to be dead three times in 30 seconds. And there's no middle ground because of the way the yeah. boss is and other enemies are designed. Well, it's funny because they're one of the problems with some of the fights because, you know, they'll cast this enemy will cast a spell that like drops a big fireball like on your face. Right. This really slowly. It's very easy to dodge. But yeah, the AI. No problem. For them, like you'll just watch it, like target an AI, and it will slowly fall d- towards the ground at like minuscule speed, and the AI won't move until they just explode and die. 
That was that last boss, uh, the, that little girl in the EX dungeon. She just drops a move at the end that takes like five full ass seconds to hit the ground. <laughs> and Dolim is just standing there like, I'm going to heal you guys. Don't worry. Blah, fucking dead. Had, like, come on, my dude. You just had to hope he dodged because he just, he sat there and it was literally dice roll. Does he die or does he dodge? Does he take zero damage or 100% of his health? It's made so much worse because your character is on the edge of the map just watching the fucking bomb fall out of the sky. Like, I'm good, but I really hope Dolim looks up for a second. <laughs> the trick is he's not gonna. He's gonna eat shit. <laughs> yeah, so for, for a lot of the negatives, like the uh, the lack of uh, a sustainable villain and some of the other issues, it can really be overlooked just by how easy it is to get into the game that some of the other games, like the other entries in the franchise struggled with because they used to be so complex to actually play the game. Arise is a lot easier. It's just easier to play. And the combat's so much fun that you can overlook a lot of this stuff and just still be engaged in what's happening and then just keep playing the game. Um, yeah, I had that problem with one of the other ones where uh, basically the game started and suddenly you're like in the middle of this conflict and castles and you're a prince and princesses. And it just like through all this exposition and all this, like, it, it, I mean, if I really sat down and tried it again, like it, it, it's not terribly, uh, it's not difficult to comprehend. It was just more than I really cared to get into at the time. Yeah. Um, and this didn't have that. This had the traditional, you know, you start as a small town guy in a small town and, you know, small things grow slave. from there. Small town slave. There's a, so so a big part of this game is the racism between the two yeah. <laughs> types of characters, which uh, I won't even spoil it if you want to play, but like it ends up being a moot point. Um, and they kind of, it doesn't let up through the whole game. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was one of my problems is the skits, right? Like, they'll be so out of place because you'll like what some of the moods for the characters will just be completely shattered by the skit that you watch when like you know you think everyone's getting along then Rinwill's like you filthy renin yeah (laughs) nasty bright eyes i can't trust you we've just been fighting monsters together for like a month (laughs) and you still say this trash to my face like come on (laughs) <laughs> like that's not how friendships work yeah it, it, it gets a lot it gets it it's get it gets a lot oh i hate it i honestly hate it I, i'm just thinking about them now <laughs> like they, they just don't fit it, it feels so weird because i i watched every skit as they came up i wanted to be mm-hmm. sure because one of the things that sucks about tales games is when you watch a skit that you're supposed to watch like five hours ago. <laughs> so it doesn't make sense anymore. Well, that happened to me once. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it sucks. So I made sure to watch everything as it came up. And I, I only missed, I think four skits the entire, mm-hmm. entire time. And it still feels off. It's, it's a little weird how one note the characters can be, even after all the things they go through. Um, Rinwell's a good example of that. She's a little mage character who hates the higher class for what they've done. And she's spending all her time with this party of people. And one of them is one of those people she kind of hates. And they're having like skits about being friends and cooking together. And then like, you know, an hour later, she's like this disgusting bright eyes. You kill everybody. You're, <laughs> you're awful. You're the worst kind of person. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Does it make sense? But I guess you can't, 
make everything perfect in a game that has the uh the cutscene system that this game does you're not going to get everything when it needs to happen uh you're eventually gonna walk past something and uh, it'll come up later um there is one other issue that i had is in terms of the story is there's a Mm -hmm. section in the second half where there is a part of the game where it just dumps exposition after exposition after exposition. Yeah. Like oh, there, yeah. there's a section where like you get three and a half hours of, ge- of playtime. 30 minutes of that will be actual gameplay. The other three hours is just cutscenes and dialogue. And it's not, and it's like three hours that could easily be condensed down. It, it, yeah. Um, especially because the situation you're talking about, it's supposed to be this like, there's there's even a point where they're like there's all these monsters oh my god the monsters are called zoogles and i fucking hate it it's the one thing i hate about this game and they say it all the time the zoogles are attacking there's a giant zoogle over there i'm like you're sucking all the terror out of this i'm gonna go beat up a fucking muppet baby um like the 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 scene you're talking about like you go in and, and and like this place is basically under siege and they even mentioned like there's supposed to be monsters roaming around but there's no monsters And then there's one little section of fighting and they're just, they're just talking the whole time. It feels like they didn't have enough time to really flesh Lenigus out. So they just had to cram in three hours of exposition, put a, put like three hallways and fill it with enemies and then call it good. Huh? Yeah. Yep. And then you get to the next part after that and they kind of just keep dumping exposition and the game becomes something entirely like you don't even know why you're really fighting at the end. Like they're kind of just like they keep doing things without any clear knowledge if that thing will work or why they're doing it. And they and it just, you know, magically works because it's a video game or a story. And uh, it felt like the second half or the second or we'll say the last the last third of it was just kind of slapped together. It didn't mesh with the beginning of the story very well. It feels that, like it, they it, cut a chunk, like in the middle of it, just out. It does because yeah, it, it does. It feels like that it rushes towards its conclusion way too fast after because there's a mat thing with this whole section is it's literally right before the end of the game, so it's all of this exposition and build up, but you don't get time to breathe after you get it all. You just have to go finish it. Yep. Yep. Well, and then the other part of that is like, so in RPGs, you're supposed to go, um, you know, you get to the end of the game, you know, you would usually be like the third disc of a game, the last disc back in uh old ass PlayStation back in my day, <laughs> you put in the last disc and you know what the last disc was? It was, Hey, we have a reason you have to go explore everything all over again and do a ton of side stuff. And that's going to be it. And in this one, you kind of just go to the end place and you can just leave. It doesn't tell you you have to leave. It doesn't give you any good reason to leave. It just says, you know, now you can go do other stuff if you want. And um, that kind of brings me to the side quests and stuff where there wasn't a lot of variety to things. Um, Go kill this. Go kill this. There was fishing, which was kind of (laughs) fun, kind of. Um, there was like a farm, which made not a whole, like, I thought you might have to do more with that, but nope, you just kind of do it. And then you just have this extra money coming in every once in a while. Um, yeah, there really wasn't a whole, it's not a complex game. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, it it really isn't. It's, it's very simple. Um, one of the 
the things is also the grade shop is completely missing from this game, which the grade shop is what introduced a reason to replay the game. Because in a lot of Tales games, good luck trying to get to the end game without something to help you. <laughs> uh, you usually need like some kind of EXP boost or some kind of like special uh, resource boost to help you get to that next level. And the grade shop would basically uh, be something that depending on how well you played the game the first time, you can unlock bonuses for your next playthrough to play through it again, but go through it faster and reach even further. Tales of Rise is completely unnecessary. They give you all of the bonuses in that first playthrough, and you can carry them over if you decide to play again, but you can do everything the game has to offer in one run. It's it's not necessary to play the game over again, which to some is positive to other people. You know, just take that how you will. Um, I I'm won't okay say with that. Yeah, I won't I, say whether that's I, a positive I, or negative, but it is different from how the other games were. So if you are like... Uh, expecting a grade shop in this game and to play through it multiple times, you probably won't really. Um, that might change with the new difficulty that they're coming out with because it's not in the game currently at this time, but. Yeah. Yeah, and um, one final issue, this isn't, I don't know whether to classify this as the game or marketing, but I bought the uh, the ultimate edition of this game, <laughs> and I had a much different experience compared to oh these two. Oh my god, <laughs> this fucking guy, he comes in telling me, oh, you can't just do this? Oh, you can't just do that? Turns out all his items were like a dollar and he had all these extra moves I didn't have, and he just of a hundred thousand gold. <laughs> I'm sitting there broke and out of because I, I okay because I played it on normal and quickly I found out I wasn't going to have fun with that, so I turned it up to the hardest difficulty I could, and uh, suddenly I was out of money and items <laughs> and I wasn't doing anything right and I was like struggling so hard and then Kyler comes back and he's like, "Why are you even struggling, bro? What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, you didn't get that small loan." <laughs> a hundred thousand dollars right off the bat and everything you craft is a dollar and half price off everything and uh, so so basically the issue that we're getting at is the dlc actually affects the gameplay big it time. does yeah and i bought the ultimate uh collection not knowing this because usually for you know previous sales games you just get a lot of costumes and uh, you know i like playing with the costumes because they're fun and that's why I expected. But then I got in the game and it's like you get a 20 percent like 20 percent EXP bonus, 20 percent SP bonus. All material costs are reduced to one. Uh, you get 30 percent off in the general store. You get all these recipes. You get all these skills. Here's these arts. Uh, here's like this weapon that that's good for like one third of the game and is the best until you find something better. <laughs> Another thing is some of some of that DLC stuff is stuff that isn't obtainable at all in it because previous yes, tales yeah. games had basically the great shop items as purchasable stuff that you could use for your first playthrough but they're the exact same thing that is given to you for your second plus playthrough like it would just basically is literally the option is enabled for example 
when you go to start a new game plus. But in here, there is uh, titles, art, things that are only available through monetization purchases that you yeah, can never get. And some of them are some of the best things in the game, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I looked on the store, too, and there's like double EXP stuff that you cannot get in the game that you can only buy. You need to buy where previously you could get 10 times EXP boost just playing the game. Oh, excuse me. And that's part of the problem is in previous Tales games, you know, these things would be things you would buy as a shortcut, not necessarily that you needed to buy them. Uh, in this game, that's how it is. You have to buy this stuff if you want to actually have them. And a lot of the a lot of the moves that you get are very strong. Uh, the skills you get are very strong. The weapon that you start out with in uh, in the base game is, I think, probably um, probably like an eighth of the strength of the weapon that I start out with with the ultimate collection. It is just that much stronger. You you will have a completely different experience if you buy a higher grade version of the game. That's which, what I was saying to them, which I, I kind of feel like you guys might've missed out on a little bit of the fun of the game. I only bought like, it. I had um, Strider didn't. He bought the regular edition. Oh, so Strider knows, but yeah, playing on the hard difficulty and like actually struggling with stuff and like having to figure out what works and what doesn't was a lot of the fun. I, like I had to, it's all okay. It feels kind of like I had to make my own fun with that. You know, like the base game wasn't going to give it to me with the level of difficulty you kind of have to amp it up a bit to have any kind of fun but that's just that's just me personally i guess um no that's how how they were honestly designed that's why the difficulties usually go up so high and why you needed to replay the game because it was it would be too hard you wouldn't be able to do it (laughs) it'd be way too difficult um that's how it's supposed to be but with this game, I remember me and Strider were like texting each other as we were playing. And he's like, man, th- these fights are taking so long. I was like, really? I'm not having any problems. <laughs> I was like, like, the early game is wildly more dangerous than I, and difficult than I was expecting. Because you, like, you die in one or two hits. You have very few ways of like getting characters back up. Because you, you don't earn too much money at that early. So you don't earn money from bu- killing enemies. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, you think those bonuses like 20 percent EXP boost, you know, doesn't sound like much. But at the end of the game, like the level I was at at the uh, after the final boss was much higher than what like Strider was at or uh, where Fliz was at. It, it It's kind of crazy how, how much towards the end. Every level mattered. Like I, I literally could not fight things unless I was in one or two levels of them. Yeah. It was one shot. So that is a, a disappointing flaw in the game is the fact that you can have such a such a vastly different experience with a purchase like that. And also um, on the monetization is there is brand new DLC that is out today. That is fucking $16 for like, I think it, it's the collaboration with Sword Art Online. But it's literally, I think, three costumes, three hairstyles, and two fights for sixteen dollars. <laughs> you have to pay for the fights. Yep, <laughs> you have to pay for the fight against uh, Kirito and Asuna. There are two of them. There's one against fighting them at level twenty-five, and then one with fighting them at level ninety-nine. I mean, that's kind of cool that there's extra content for an RPG, not like a solo game. Fucking dollars worth. 
No. Yeah. Right. 16 bucks for two fights. <laughs> I was kind of mad. Like they didn't like you guys got hella costumes and stuff. I don't even care about that shit, but I was like, where's my costumes at? I got nothing. I got uh, some of the characters. I was mad. I couldn't change their clothes because I was tired of looking at them and they're stupid. <laughs> yeah. I got a bunch of stuff. I got like all this cool armor. I got like wings and stuff. I got little dolls of all the characters I could put on their heads. I got a bunch of things. I got eyeglasses, <laughs> stupid ass eyeglasses that ruined every cutscene. <laughs> now overall, like I think the game's definitely something I'd recommend to people. It's just so easy to, to hop into it, to keep playing through and just be engaged the whole time. Um, it's just, it, it falls short on a lot of expectations I had compared to other entries in the series, uh, mostly regarding just the story. The, the villains were very poor. Uh, the, the story itself is very simplistic with no actual really big twist to it. it, it it's honestly really jarring having this weird, oh, the, the great spirit of this dying planet is the one that enslaved you all and is making human experimentations on our fake or our man-made moon it's really weird it's, it's like your whole quest suddenly changed in the last half an hour of the game like you you were you were on this whole thing the whole time and suddenly you're not even on the same planet anymore and you're doing god knows what trying to fight god just yeah. because some space alien told you so <laughs> it, right. yeah it, it falls short um they they stuck with the theme, but I think the theme was something that you couldn't really drag out too much because it you, you get what we got, which was a lot of people just saying the same things over and over again. I feel like um, this is just afterthought, obviously, and this is just now, but like maybe the game could have been. I think I might have liked the game a lot more if it went um, more adult oriented with its because its theme is i mean just like basically written down the themes of slavery and and you know racial segregation and all this stuff like these are these are adult themes but everything's kind of treated in a uh prepubescent manner and that kind of takes away from it i guess i mean just to me though my problem with with the themes is the message they try to send you at the beginning of the game is basically the same message they try to send you at the end and it doesn't like contrast itself too well. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't develop yeah. a whole lot. Yeah, it ends up being like just a short stick because it's just right back to the beginning. Nothing changed. Um, I, I guess comparatively, like one of the things that I did like about this is the end of the game. I really wasn't sure you know, what direction they're going to take, whether a good ending or a like, or, or like a tragic ending. Cause one of the things with some tales games is they, they can end up in pretty messed up ways. Um, tales of Zillia 2 did this. Tales of Zestiria did this. Tales of Zillia 2's normal ending is still one of the most creepy undertones for the entire series. It really is. And that's probably where some, I'm actually kind of disappointed in the rise is that it didn't have, a darker ending to it no um, what was this i series? don't agree with that though it's because this is what this would have been the fourth game i think in a row that would have had an, a bittersweet slash tragic ending if they went with Never it series wasn't that bad i was hoping for a tragic ending that's what bittersweet is more of, of how i would describe a series ending yeah but, this this would have been the same where it was um 
it, it would have been because the ending I'm obviously thinking of is one the other way it could have gone, which um, would have been bittersweet as well because technically you did achieve the objective, but it costs you. Yeah, so I think I would have been I more have liked that a bit more. I, I'm not really that sad about the ending that we got just because the the real issue is just other things compared to the ending. Um, but like if you compare it to Zestiria's, which like as you're asking Fliz, the ending for Zestiria is at one point you unlock this weapon where you can uh, shoot uh, spirits that you find as as bullets. Right. That is the ammunition is different spirits. Well, the ending boss is just so powerful and that, that you're having a hard time defeating him. And all of your party members are spirits. So what you end up doing is you end up using your own party members as ammunition for this weapon until they basically all die and you end up defeating the boss. But it's just you now. Well, I did it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Tales of Zillia 2 had multiple endings, but one of those endings was um, you had to make a choice between um, saving your, your brother or saving the world. And if you choose your brother... Your entire party basically goes against you because they want to go like save the world. So you have to fight off your entire party and eventually kill them. And that is the ending. Your 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 party dies with you being as the only survivor. And you have a hundred percent sacrificed the world. It's doomed. Yep. Nice. That's a good ending. (laughs) I like that. It's also one of the hardest fights in the entire game. It is. It's very difficult. <laughs> was it the only but, one that we had to turn it off when we played through? We had to turn it off the hardest difficulty. We, we did, yeah. Because it was, we, we it were was, trying for hours. It was, we, we couldn't do it. Because it's a solo fight. So, But it was yeah. just so ludicrously hard. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's, it's those kind of things where there's that potential to, to go down that route that Arise had, too. Um, with which I, I did like about that. I actually wasn't sure what the ending was going to be. So so that's something something that I liked about it. I will also so say about what, its like final fight is cinematically, I think it's the best franchise has ever had. In terms of just presentation and how, some of the yeah, like, agree. gameplay uh, mechanics that they introduced for the final yeah, fight. Yeah, like, choreograph- like the chore- choreography for it was great. How it actually plays out in-game was really good. Um, unless you play like Fliz, who immediately lost all of his HP. <laughs> I I really oh, well, yeah, yeah. Because for the second half is you lose your, you get an entirely unique moveset for that fight and that fight alone. But one of the mechanics is that your HP is slowly draining as you do your attacks. Well, and you can't pause anymore. You lose the ability to pause and use items here. But once it depletes to zero, is your HP bar just disappears, and you're able to continue fighting. Oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah, because you <laughs> lost all your HP like yeah. immediately. You're comp- you're <laughs> oh well, then what was the point? It's to show uh, just how uh, like how determined you, the main character is at this point that he he's able uh, to just fight basically indefinitely. The other thing like, I thought it was so weird. The other thing <laughs> is your like, damage wait. slowly ramps in that phase. Oh. Uh, the entire thing. I just figured it was and your keep boost gauge is constantly really filling, as you found out. Mm-hmm. But what were you say, right. Oh, I was just gonna ask. Um, you know, kind of, we're coming to the end here. What were you guys's like most liked or favorite and uh, least favorite? You know, scenes or 
uh, you know, general thing that you you found about the game after completing it? My my least favorite scene was the one with Rinwell and Law. Do you remember when when they're in front of Almadra and she was trying to shoot at at her, but Law would get I, in the way? I remember I needed to talk to you guys about this scene because it made me so <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Strider had to talk me down, and I was still mad. <laughs> it it makes sense. Like it does not make sense. I hate like it. from a from a character perspective, but from where you are and from what you know about the characters, it feels really forced, and it's just like <laughs> you, like it makes it, sense. it doesn't feel right. Okay, so to get into this real quick, there's a scene where one of your characters, and keep in mind these are both like fifteen year old children. Your two characters, one is about to like she runs into the person that killed her parents, and she's about to just annihilate them, and the other fifteen year old who uh, was partially responsible for his father's death and got revenge on the the murderer of his father, like jumps in the way of the, the, the spell and is like, you don't want to do this. It's not right. And it's like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I kind of let it slide to some degree. Cause I'm like, okay, they're both kids and they do stupid shit. That doesn't make sense. Fine. That's not what the game wanted me to think, but that's just what I had to inflect myself. Um, the problem is that you've already been on this journey and you've killed hundreds of things and people. Your journey is literally to murder these people. And yet you stopped it. And I just got so frustrated. It stopped everything <laughs> for me. It was so dumb. And all yeah. these other people, your whole party's just standing around watching it happen. And it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Even the villain is just standing there watching it happen. Like, and what you're the just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? Uh, the idea behind it and why it, it kind of makes sense is because what they're trying to convey is that law had done the same thing that Rinwell's trying to do, which is avenge her family um, through anger. And the idea is it didn't make him feel any better. And he still lost his father. And he's trying to make sure that Rinwell doesn't experience that as well. That he's defeating Almadra not out of anger to avenge her family, but to actually, you know, um, free Dana and do it for something productive. The problem In is you've never seen still... <laughs> any, like, kind of hint of remorse or anything from law whatsoever yeah they never yeah. go into it <laughs> they might they might say there might be one or two little scenes little snippets where he's like i don't really feel good about this i think that they might like hey hey law what's wrong oh nothing i don't want to talk about it like they do that kind of shit but really i got mad because like your whole you came here to kill that woman that was your whole plan from the start and yeah. now you fucked it all up <laughs> for no good reason and we have to draw this out into another two hours of scenes i it, it's it's not it's not done very well i see what they're trying to do but it was not executed very very well so it, it feels rushed and forced in when they finally well, try to do it so well, like if they if they'd had a thing where maybe they go and try and talk to the, the lords before they kill them like hey maybe try and figure out a way we can come to this peacefully no that never happens they literally run into dolahim and, and one of the characters opens fire on him as soon as she sees him yep. like that is this is not like it it the scene does not go with the how the game has gone so far yeah it is very out of place that is the scene that i do not like the most um which one did you like the most straighter if I like the most, it's honestly probably the entire sequence that plays once you fight Volron. Uh, seriously, oh, for the first the, time. The final? Oh, which one? Uh, um, when you find oh, yeah, him in the yeah, fifth yeah. floor. Yeah. 
where he decks and Renuel. then he just I love that scene. <laughs> the, him revealing that he hasn't actually been taking you seriously at all. He has the same power you do. You get one more fight against him, and then there's an actual pretty satisfying uh, choreography uh, cinematic fight. Are you talking the, about in his palace? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the other one. Yeah. No, that one was really good. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if that's my favorite scene, but I did like that one a lot. I mean, if nothing else, the game is memorable. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna remember a lot of the stuff I liked or didn't like. Like it, it it was very whatever it did, it was very good looking. And like you were saying, the choreography of all this stuff is pretty good. Like, yeah. I, it I it think, was good to watch. I think my favorite scene was in um Oh God, where where Jolahim lives. <laughs> I can't remember. Menacea, I think. Yeah, Menacea, that's it. Um, was when they finally show Dolahim the uh the the lake, the lake of death. And you have oh, Kisara's brother. Yeah like is giving him oh proof of what's going on like that scene oh i love that scene it is so good the voice actors do a phenomenal job it's just it's just fucking nuts you get like a, a hint of dolahim's backstory and how like actually kind of crazy he is and he's not all there <laughs> uh, the the lady who did kisara's voice land like i didn't i almost wanted to turn it off like i didn't she screamed so hard for that scene she did. She went all in. It gives you chills <laughs> hearing that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, did, did they actually kill his brother, like, in the studio? Like, does that happen? <laughs> Speaking of screams, later on, your main character screams whenever another character dies. And my character's died a lot, so he was constantly <laughs> screaming. I only heard <laughs> in that In the middle of fights. Once in my playthrough. Oh my god, she would die and he would scream and I'd have her up with a, a res thing in a second and he'd scream again when she got immediately crushed. And she was just like it cut off one scream for the next. Oh, and there's a thing in the battles where the characters will have dialogue with each other, but they'll also be yelling out all their battle moves at the same time. And so it's just this like incessant talking from like five different people it's, it's at once. It's a cacophony of noise. It's just it really gross is. sometimes. It's like, it's almost like a sketch. Like it's, it's a, it's almost a joke at times. Like I was dying sometimes because they just did not shut the fuck up ever the whole fight. <laughs> the best part is uh, the developers are aware of this is because with their story related conversations or in battles, the game gets muted. Like all of the sound effects and voice lines get muted so the characters can talk because otherwise you literally wouldn't be able to understand anything. Here's the best part. Only sometimes because there was a lot of times where they were having a conversation I needed to listen to. And then she's screaming, blah, 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 magic and dragon swarm over again. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I can't oh, do all these things at once. I did get a few good chuckles out of it. I did. I did laugh sometimes with the game, which is kind of rare to laugh at a game, um, not just out of how broken it is. I mean, but. Another yeah, I, th I think overall it's definitely a positive, positive game. I think it's just the storyline's the weakest part of it. It's it's what hurts the game the most, because if you compare it to some other, other Tales games, other JRPGs like Persona Five, like those kind, those are games where like when you, when you're finally done with it, it feels very satisfying. This one not as much because it doesn't really feel like. It goes too in depth. It's just kind of well, you did it. Good job. A question about Persona Five because everybody loves it. Is that a game where you make a choice and it affects the rest of the game? 
Not really. There, there's basically no. just a few okay. points where if you choose okay. wrong, you basically just get destroyed. Bad ending. Oh no. Okay. Never mind. Anyway, tales yeah, of rise. It's, it's um, fairly linear, but yeah, I, I think that's that's pretty much it for me. Any any closing thoughts on it? I'll just say that I guess another one of my favorite things was I did enjoy the cameo fights and the uh the other post game fight. The only problem is it. Oh, from the EX dungeon. The EX dungeon, and then the final fight of the um trait or simulation side quest thing that you have to do, where you fight all the previous lords. Oh, oh yeah, the boss rush. That yep, that ends with a um, new boss. I enjoyed both of, both of those fights. That's the stuff I enjoy about RPGs for the most part, is like the side quest before the end of the game. But it wants me to do stuff after the game, and I'm like, to what end? And I get it, it's to do that. But usually, I like to take like all the stuff I've done in the final part of the game and just make the last boss look like dog shit. <laughs> you know, that feels good to me because yeah, I worked the, um, for it. The characters in the EX dungeon were previous Tales characters. Uh, you have uh, Edna and. Um, oh, God, he calls himself the Reaper. I, I always Eisen? forget his actual name. Like- Eisen. There you go. Eisen. Uh, they're from Tales of Zestiria and Tales of Berseria, respectively. And then Kronos is from Tales of Zillia, too, um, who has kicked me and Strider's ass multiple times. God, I'm so glad they didn't give him try spell. Because <laughs> one of my favorite things is just I, I after coming back from the weekend, I booted up my computer. I see I have a message from you, and it's just a picture of the final EX engines world with the title. Oh no! And I was <laughs> I was so, so scared. I didn't know who. Like I, I was like, I got to fight Beasley or I got to fight Kronos. Neither of these are good options. I was my favorite thing about that fight with against Kronos is I'm like. I wonder how much of the mechanics they shared for the fight. I'm like halfway through it, all of a sudden he just stops time. I'm like, Fuck. yeah, they did keep the time stop, which was awful. <laughs> I died so much. They didn't have to get rid of the reversal time thing, or else you'd never be done. But... What do you mean? I just have to use Chromat. Oh wait. <sighs> but yeah, yeah anything so else? Say, uh... No, I mean. Um... Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I know I might've bitched a little bit, but like I played it all the way through and I enjoyed my time with it. I really did. Um, aside from a little bit too much talky talk and, uh, a kind of simplistic story. I, I, it was, it was nice. It was a nice return for me into RPGs because I haven't played one in a while that I got more than like an hour into. And this one, I just kept going i enjoyed it i like this this was fun there's just yeah, two I'm, things i want to bring up just to kind of touch on real quick is yeah. first is one of the uh bigger issues i saw was the uh quality assurance basically with the translation there's oh like, yeah there's, there's a couple little things or like just moves are called the wrong thing like the pronounced different yeah, it wouldn't be so bad if the moves weren't screamed over and over. Like, yeah, okay. And then you put the text up of what the move's called, and it's obviously those two things are not the same, so... Yeah, Who that was weird. Fix that? Um, yeah, that felt rushed and cut, too. I feel like they, like, they say to Alfin, say this line really hard. Okay, we got it. And then, like, months later, they're like, Oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would assume these games are made more so for the Japanese audience. Um... 
I don't think I've ever played a Tales game in Japanese, to be to be honest with you. Really? I have not. Yeah. Even feels- the thing is, I think this was the first Tales game that was simultaneously released. Ah, I believe is usually. probably why there's more translation issues like this. Oh, yeah, it could be right. I actually don't know. Because I think all others have been Japanese first with European and U.S. later. Okay. And the other um, thing I just wanted to touch on was the music in the game. Was it fit, but it was very forgettable. And I wonder if you guys felt the same. Yeah, I can um, can remember even tell you what any of it sounded like. The only music I remember was just the music that plays when you hover over the game on the PlayStation. That was about it. (laughs) The openings. The only thing I remember the end is like supposed to be this, um, you know, touching scene or whatever. And then the song that comes on is in Japanese. And I'm like, I kind of wish I understood Japanese. And then this would probably mean a little more because all I know is it's probably a sad song. Or maybe an uplifting song. I don't know. I don't speak Japanese. <laughs> that sounds like a personal money and bitches. <laughs> That's my fault. You're right. It's fucking Japanese gangster rap. I just couldn't tell. <laughs> Some guy going like, what the fuck is happening? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying blah, blah, blah magic over and over again. <laughs> blah, blah, blah magic. Uh, so we ready to talk about Overwatch 2? No, no, never. It's never. I don't think that's ever going to be a thing, um, my guy. Damn, I want to talk about. It. I've been following it because it's like it's like watching a car crash, and it's amazing. Okay, tell me a little bit about Please Overwatch don't. Two. Oh, dude, so apparently Sombra was so strong in Overwatch Two that both pro teams agreed to not play her. Damn, <laughs> I knew it too when they said, "Oh yeah, her ult's just gonna chunk everybody around her for half their health." Okay, cool. Well, like apparently, she has a um, fucking diva bomb on an invisible character <laughs> who can make you stuck in place. And the the alt charge they changed it so it is so slow that uh, other people were saying like if you play Lucio, you're probably not going to get your ultimate because nice. we never did. <laughs> Damn. And um, people were saying like yeah, if if you only like play for five minutes and that's the end of the round. A couple of you probably never got your ultimate because it's just that bad. Damn. It 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 seems pretty rough. It, it seems I, rough. And I'm just I, laughing at the fact they finally reworked like one hero, Sombra, and she's just so strong <laughs> that the bros refuse to play her. <laughs> I know. They like reworked all the they say, hey, here's this character you hate. Who is that Bastion? And we hate him because he's a tank. Okay, now he's a mobile tank. And he's also an artillery cannon. <laughs> and he's still terrible. Like, they're saying that he's he completely really? worthless. Yeah, they said, don't even play him. He's he's completely worthless. Don't even bother. Well, he's, they, I'll have to remember that. I think I Super said it. he's probably worse than he is on live right now. Dang. Uh, I'll have to remember that when the game comes out, never. Because when is that, 2022? I <laughs> who knows it's just fun watching like the uh the forums and people just explode at this point it's, right. it's become entertainment value oh yeah no uh i think everything blizzard is well okay that was a weird you can't <laughs> no, it's not all entertainment it's all, a lot of Hold it's up. really Hold really up. bad <laughs> shit <laughs> but watching a company so high flounder like it is right now and just continue to make terrible decision after terrible decision um we need a new PR team. 
they, <laughs> they need, need a new team. <laughs> they need a new everything. They they just need to give the name Blizzard to Jeff and walk away from it. They're not even having Lucky a president Jeff. anymore. I don't I don't know if you knew that. I thought their CEO got fired or something. He quit after litigation yep. or something. Yep, he quit. And they're saying that that there's not going to be a, a president of Blizzard anymore. It's be a democracy. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. They're having like a pair of co-founders, and they're going to be they're going to be the the co-president. Oh it's going to be like Jeopardy, where they just keep getting new <laughs> hosts, and nobody wants to watch anymore. <laughs> oh man. Oh, well, that was fun. I mean, I'm looking at the ratings. Tails got pretty damn good ratings across the board. Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, it's a good game. It, it the problems that it has are things that you can overlook just because the game's just so enjoyable. It's just fun to play, and, yeah, and that's and like, honestly something that has been lacking a lot with with so many competitive games out there, like Apex, um, or some other ones. Uh, it was just nice Fortnite. to play a simple story game for once. Yeah. I, it's something that you can really get into and just play and have fun. Yeah. Oh, um, I and agree. The, the other negative, though, is it's not multiplayer. <laughs> See, when you guys told me that one of them was multiplayer, I'd never even heard of a multiplayer. This RPG. is the first that has not been multiplayer, yes. from what I understand. Really? Couch Co-op yeah. has been one of the... Uh, actually, it's one of the things I see people have missed the most in this game out of everything. It's just the fact yep. that there's no Couch Co-op. I would have loved for somebody to have taken over one of my other characters. But oh I God. don't mind because the other characters fucking suck. <laughs> no, I mean, Law is kind of fun to play. I actually liked playing as Kisara once I figured out. Law's like, not too right bad. But man, you, you try to touch Dolahim, have fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> towards the end of the game, you got to start manually taking care of your characters every once in a while. At least like for ma- for, for maximizing your damage output. You got to take control of them because the computer won't do optimal stuff on its own. The AI is not terribly strong. It just knows when to dodge and when to heal sometimes. Um, but then to get like your ultimate attack, your character has to do a specific combo or, or a certain amount of hits with a combo. And some of the characters are not intuitive. Dolahim is, <laughs> I was just going to rag on Dolahim the whole time. He just, he decides to fly across the screen, just pressing one button and the, the move lasts for like 20 minutes and you just <laughs> die while it's happening. It's so stupid. He he has like no break potential. So you just no. end up like whacking him with a stick and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it does so little damage. It's just, it and there's no awful. way to cancel out of doing something either, which I mean, I get his part, like for your main character, that's understandable. That's like, um, you know, part of planning on what move you're going to do and, you know, completing that combo based on what's going to happen to the enemy. But for a character like Dolahim, where one of his moves is one, it doesn't stun the enemy at all. And then two, it is also like a six second move that you can't get out of. (laughs) And you just use it and die. Whatever. Yeah. That one that's like a, it's a single target. Like it's supposed to trap them maybe, but they get out of it before you even finish the combo. It's stupid. It's really stupid. Yeah, some of the characters are are kind of rough. I just missed my <clears> block button. <laughs> What'd you say? I just missed my block button. Yeah, that's kind of weird too. Only Kisara can block, which is interesting. I don't know. I didn't I mean, have too I much guess a problem with it once I got used to it. Yeah, me neither, because the dodging was basically you were invincible once you press the button at the right time. You yeah, once really you get your block. skills up there, dodging becomes very easy. Yeah. Um and in fact, like seemed to become recommended towards the end. Like there were some moves 
that you had to continuously dodge out of or else you'd take a lot of damage. So it became necessary at the end. Um, yeah, that's, that's uh tales of arise. Check it out when it's on sale. Cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind exactly. of, a lot. I don't, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a full, it's a full game that works. So that's, that's good. That's true. I was that's, actually re- really worried about the PC part. That's why I bought it on PlayStation. Um, but it actually apparently does really well. Yeah. I had no, I had, um, one problem with it where my controller disconnected and my game pretty much bricked on me, but that was only one time. So other than that, everything worked perfectly. Uh, yeah. So I don't know when we're so, so lately soon's been gone. So we haven't really been able to do, we've actually watched quite a few movies. We could do things on and We just never do. So I'm, I'm yeah, sorry he to doesn't anybody who's listening. So we keep asking. Yeah. He just says tomato face. <laughs> tomato face when are you gonna be here tomato face <laughs> tomorrow tomato face like i don't know okay what does that mean you sneaky. <laughs> who knows who knows so who knows? one day we have been watching movies though we've watched a, a few interesting ones actually i'm thinking it might come down to us just individually watching the movies if we have to and then coming back to talk about them for an hour if that need be i don't really know I just want to keep things going. So we're going to work on it. We're going to figure something out hopefully. And uh, we'll be back next time with a movie. Maybe hopefully (laughs) Um, it's going to be a disaster. It's always a disaster. That's true. That's the whole point. That's my secret. I'm always a disaster. Um, Thank you so much for joining us Strider. It was a pleasure to have you again. Um, Next time you want to join in, please feel free. You're always welcome. You're one of the OGs. Hell yeah. Or, <laughs> or don't respond to me at all. That's cool. He said, fuck you. I'm going to go back to Tales shit, of the nerd. I came here to talk about my game, not talk to you about bullshit. <laughs> fuck off. He's already gone. <laughs> but thank you for happy uh, bacon. <laughs> of course, of course, Kyler. Thank you for joining us again. Um, fuck off. <laughs> I'm done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do literally anything. It's else. only like five o'clock where you're at. You're fine. Uh, it's actually five forty-one. Oh, okay. I don't oh, think yeah. you um, can read. Hashtag doxed. I have been doxed. I'm somewhere <laughs> where it's five forty-one. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, he is on a landmass. <laughs> Maybe he's underwater. But you know where I definitely am? I am definitely on twitch.com at slash flizzode. You should come check me out sometime. He is there. He's going to be playing spooky games. Yeah, spooky games all month. Um, Watching people be nasty and dead by daylight. God damn that game. Ethel made me mad. You weren't there. He made me mad. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Have yourselves a good one. Stay safe. Happy Halloween. All that good shit. Bye-bye. See you.